You're listening to a Rare Drop podcast. Check us out at raredrop.co. Hello, everyone. I know you've been waiting for a very long time to be involved with all of the amazing things that we're doing at Rare Drop, and now is the time. We are introducing the Rare Drop Patreon, so if you've ever wanted to get involved with experimental content or being at any of our podcasts early to listen in, well, all of that is available in the new Rare Drop Patreon. Check it out. All right. Hello, everyone. How are you? I hope you're doing well. Welcome uh, to Broman Podcast 133. Tonight, we are joined by Steve Baskin and Stu... Uh, sorry, Baz Jen. My bad. Pete, I, I spoke... Pete Bastion. Pete Bastion. Oh, my God. So, so fun part about me. I have dyslexia, and all of the letters, they get jumbled. Uh, Pete Baskin and Stu Grubbs. Man! That's the first time I fucked up an intro ever, so I apologize, but also, like, maybe we could sell that as an NFT. Um, uh, from uh, from Rainmaker GG. So, uh, before we get into anything else, I'd just love to give you both, like, an opportunity to kind of introduce yourself and talk a little bit about who you are and what it is you do, and then we will, uh, we'll get into the, get into the nitty-gritty details. Do you want to go first? Okay. Uh, my name's... My name is Stu Grubbs. I'm the CEO and co-founder of a company called Lightstream, which also makes Rainmaker.gg. Um, and I've been in the gaming industry for about 15 years, usually in product marketing or engineering of some sort. Um, but the last six years, uh, I've been here at Lightstream with with our friends. Cool. I'm Pete Bastian. I uh, I run brand partnerships at uh, for Rainmaker and for Lightstream now. So. I've uh, been doing that for about a year, working with my friend Stu here, and uh, was at PlayStation and Twitch for a long time before that, which is where I know the, the fantastic pro bro from. And uh, yeah, before that, I was uh, I was doing more boring marketing in the uh, the CPG space, selling Cheerios and all kinds of things at General Mills. So it's been a it's been a long, strange trip. Cheerios are <laughs> delicious, though. Like you can't mm-hmm. nobody <laughs> nobody's gonna be mad about Cheerios. So so I. Um, the, the, the first time I heard about kind of anything that we're talking about tonight was Lightstream, And I was, it was, uh, we were looking for, God, it was a few years. We were looking for like different solutions for live streaming the charity marathon. And someone was like, you should check out Lightstream. Is this like really lightweight, like browser based thing that like we could, you know, you could like run everyone through this. So I went and checked it out and I was absolutely astonished um that there was this web-based tool that could like take over this full studio production thing that i had like spent centuries of my life learning how to use on my pc so like i the first question i have is how does that even work because it feels like black magic (laughs) um yeah so i mean i think and like explain it like i'm five for sure (laughs) for sure yeah yeah um you know i think from an actual studio standpoint um, you know, studio, we just started with the basics. We really tried to understand uh, how can we hide, uh, the technical aspects of this. So mm. which of these things that you would normally look up a tutorial to calculate like your bit rate or, or, you know, your ingest server, what, how many of these things can we just kind of automatically look up or automatically calculate for you and just kind of hide that. So I think that's the kind of magic you're seeing just hide mm. okay. is just, we spent a lot of time in. It's a simple answer to probably a million different things that you probably wouldn't think about, but we wanted you to be able to really focus on the storytelling aspect and not really the technical aspect, which means that there are a lot of people who choose not to use this because they love to tinker with all the different levers that Mm. products like OBS offer, which are great products. Um, We're just built for somebody else. So, um, and then all of uh, all the video work we separated from the studio um, and we put that on our servers. So you send video to us and you control that through a web interface, but the video work actually is all done on our, on our servers, not in your browser, not on your computer. That's nuts. What an ingenious solution. Like that's, it's such a, it's such a, um, and I love the, like the knowledge of what you're creating, right? Like it's not for everyone. I I think a lot of people when they're developing stuff, they're afraid to say this isn't for everybody. Like this is this is gonna work for yeah. the this is for the people that that need it to work like this. I think people tend to think about, um, you know, like even when we think about Rainmaker, for instance, it's not a zero sum game. 
it's not if, if we win, they lose kind of scenario as a product in the space. Mm. There are a number of products I think that work well together in tandem. We've partnered with some of them. There's folks out there like Batissimo who we've done content with. And sure, there's overlap in our products. Stream Elements, we publish a report with them every quarter. Mm. And you could almost say that we do almost the same thing in a lot of ways, but we do some things differently. And we have streamers that use a Rainmaker overlay for this, but another chatbot or you know what have you. So I think um, once you get out of that mentality, there's really a lot of cool partnerships, a lot of cool ways to kind of mix different tools that are out there. And, and you don't have to build for everybody. You build for um, you know what you think your group of people needs and will be most effective for them, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so so taking taking a step back, Let's talk about sure. Rainmaker. Like, how did how did that happen? Like, what led the both of you to sort of come to this place where you coordinated efforts across these these two seemingly different companies uh, to really, you know, bring about what Rainmaker is doing? And I'll also let you talk about that because I don't want to I don't want to butcher all your <laughs> all of yeah, your I'll like give a little points. Bit of historical context was you know um, years ago we started looking at. Um, Kind of the whole creator's journey we had built lightstream uh still had a long road ahead of us to do everything we wanted lightstream to do but you know you're always thinking about new ideas and stuff and you kind of take that idea and you go this will be nice to work on someday and we really had a strong you know there at the time we were thinking about it there were plenty of alert services there are plenty of chatbot services there are plenty of um you know various tools to you know you know run giveaways on your stream and that kind of thing um but we felt it was still an unsolved problem to be able to see economic opportunity and and make an income uh mm. even when you're small all the real monetization methods for streamers were subscriptions which means you had to be partnered which uh you know brands brand partnerships were only like the top one percent of streamers right that ever got yeah. to meet a brand let alone get a contract or a deal uh and then even donations like tips and donations work to some degree but i mean mostly when you have a decent sized audience you know i mean a fairly large audience really yeah. to start making like supplemental income that really feeds uh your growth so we started thinking okay what does lightstream do today uh we are able to receive video in the cloud render new things on top of that and then send that out and so we started thinking about well sponsorships are such a manual process um you know, and to even be able to get a sponsorship and meet a brand, you need to be able to articulate your value. What have you done to date? Right. And so like three or four years ago, we kind of wrote all this down uh, in a notebook and said, well, eventually we're going to need an analytics platform. We're going to need to be able to gather data on streams, mm -hmm. hand that to a streamer in a package they can understand so they can understand what's working on your channel and what's not. Um, and so we started looking around, we we're going to build one ourselves, but we found another team that was, uh, had their heart in it. And we acquired them a couple of years ago. Uh, that was arsenal.gg. And that was the first step. Um, you know, as we thought more about sponsorships and, and even our own Lightstream studio, we got tired of relying on third parties. We still support all of our third parties. We definitely haven't kicked them out. We love our third party partners, but there were some things that we wanted to be able to do in house. And so we started saying, well, we really need an overlay uh, setup. We, we need something that allows us to do data-driven overlays. So we have all this arsenal data. How can we trigger things on stream um, that go beyond typical alerts? And we haven't quite gotten to releasing these things yet, but we have some really cool ideas around what those things will do in the future. And sponsorship, if you thought about it, the way we wanted to do sponsorship was you know, triggered based on, on data and automation. So you don't have to go through the manual process of meeting a brand, be one of the 1% of streamers that's able to get a contract and all that, but really automate this, say, hey, you got 50 viewers and you're playing a certain game. This brand says they're willing to pay for that. So they're gonna show up on your stream and you'll get paid based on how much audience you have. So that future is something we're still building towards, but we still need our own uh, kind of data-driven motion graphics engine, which is exactly what an alert service is. Yeah. So we acquired a company called StreamJar about a, uh, a year and a half ago mm. um, and slowly started merging these things together. That's awesome. So, so yeah, it was um, many years in the making, meeting smart people, uh, understanding what, you know, what they wanted, what we needed. Um, and I'm really happy. I mean, the, the team that we have behind Rainmaker is extremely passionate about what we do, extremely knowledgeable in what they do. You can see it in the brand, in the design and the engineering. Um, I just, we couldn't be more proud of the, of the team and the product so far. And there's so much more to come. 
Well, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, from the outside, it's it's fun to watch. There's a lot of companies that are sort of trying to take all of these scattered products and services that have kind of existed in the space. Not to say a lot. There's like a couple, um, you know, like you mentioned, Stream Elements and Streamlabs. They are all mm-hmm. they're all sort of concocting this suite of services. Um, and it was, you know, when I first started looking into all this and I promise there's a point. Uh, when I first started looking, when I first started <laughs> looking in, in, into all of this, you know, I, I think it's easy to have this consumer mind, this all or nothing consumer mindset, right? Like somebody's going to figure out how to do this the best and then they're Amazon and then like that's it. Then everyone's else out. Everyone else is out. But that's not that's really not how it works, even even when it comes to like bundled services. And that's why I just absolutely love that you mentioned in the beginning that it's about like building something for, you know, you know, the consumer that is going to use this. And so you're not worried about value points that maybe belong somewhere else. And so yeah. be- because of that reality, there is there even there's even a varied approach in, you know, bundling services together and, and trying to provide and find value there, which I think is incredible. Um, you know, yeah. at the end of, you know, I think to your point at the end of the day, um, everybody who uses any of our products is, is trying to create and everybody creates a little bit differently. If you go on an iPad, for instance, there's like dozens of painting apps, there's dozens of drawing apps, there's all of that. If you look at a uh, photo editing, you have the professionals using, even on the professional level, there's like five or six different like high end products you can buy into, you know, like Lightroom and competitors of that. Um, and then all the way down to somebody like me who like maybe does some, uh, you know, no editing or just minor editing on my phone before I post something. Mm. Point is though, is like stylistically, there is something for everybody. And there are so many of us that have a story to tell, whether that be about our small business, about games, about whatever, that I think there's room for everybody at the table. There's room for Stream Elements, Stream Labs, us, Batissimo, uh, Pixel, all of these guys to, you know, build something that um, is really compelling and good for their group. <laughs> I, I completely agree. Um, so now that, so we, you've kind of like brought this, this new thing all together. And one of the things that you, you talked about was creating economic opportunity. So, you know, what is the, you identified that as a key point of like, we need to figure out how to solve this. So, so kind of, what's been the process getting to the solve there? Or is that like, you know, where are you at there if it's yeah. not complete? Yeah. Pete, you want to talk about campaigns and kind of where we're starting and, and going? Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know if we mentioned Arsenal yet, but um, we recently took all the features that were on Arsenal GG, if anybody's familiar and brought them over to the Rainmaker platform. So now that all that stuff is, is part of our offering and, so, so right now, we, those creator tools that we offer include access to what we call campaigns. So that's, we're working with our friends at all sorts of publishers and agencies. Uh, shout out to Slate at uh, Square Enix yeah. uh, on, on running creator campaigns. So as it exists right now, a big part of that, uh, that Rainmaker ecosystem is if you're a creator in the space or if you're an, uh, a publisher or agency that's working on launching a game, we create all this opportunity for both sides of the coin to come to Rainmaker and connect. So we make it easy for publishers and agencies to get keys into the hands of streamers and streamers can use their creators in general, can use their the strength of their own channels to really make a statement uh, and, and request those keys, right? So yeah. you don't have to take anybody's word for it. The brands know exactly who you are and we even let you make a little statement about like, why should I have this opportunity to mm. play your game? Um, and that's kind of that iteration of the campaigns product, starting with games and, and key, you know, games that we're passionate about. Yeah. Uh, that's the start of, of what we're building and what we're hoping to, to launch in the, the coming months here where uh, be going beyond games, mm. we're hoping to bring in, you know, brands outside of the necessary, like the endemic gaming space to yeah. sort of connect with creators in much the same way that they, that, that game publishers are with keys right now. Yeah. I think and we've that got that's, some, that's awesome. Go ahead, please. Oh, I, I think that's great. I was going to say like, I, while we were sitting here, uh, I signed up cause it's really easy <laughs> on Rainmaker just to, cause I was poking around the back end a little bit before and I was like, I'll sign up and see if any, what changes. First of all, analytic, yeah. your analytics page is beautiful. 
But yeah, like the key campaigns that you have running are all games that I've played or, and or want to play. You know, I saw you got Outriders and like uh, Risk of Rain 2, which were like probably my top. Risk of Rain 2 is like one of my top games last year. And then Outriders is, is incredible. So fun. And it's yeah. so easy to like jump into for a few minutes and enjoy, you know, like you don't have yeah. to commit to more than 45 minutes to an hour. I love Risk of Rain right. 2. Yeah, it's really good. So, so, so what I see from this is, and what you described is like, there's, there's this streamlining of communication between like the community manager, or whoever is sort of trying to verify information, because one of the things I've learned from doing this for a while, and, and I think it was when uh, we had Slate on is like, if you are a community manager and you're giving out keys, you have to like, depending on your system, but you have to account for every single one of them. Like you have to explain right. why. Yeah this was given to to who and so when i hear you describe the way the system works it makes it really easy because for the community manager you have a full strong set of data that you can just drop into like a csv file or something i'm sure and then like there's your your reporting is done and everything's simplified so it makes sense yeah i mean the um the process is you know, it used to be all right, a spreadsheet, and then you'd go check. And then you also, you could get emails of streamers <laughs> claiming to be the streamer they are, but really not being actual email address of the real oh, person. Yeah. And so people <laughs> scam keys like that from people for the press. And so, yeah, um, from community managers. So in our system, you upload, say, you know, a thousand keys of your game, and you set some eligibility requirements, you know, maybe you want people to have between 50 and 100 viewers and so on and so forth, but you can set all these requirements. And when streamers come, they have to log in with their Twitch account yep. uh, or Facebook or YouTube. And so they, they log in via OAuth and then they're, this uh, obviously checks all their data. And if they're eligible, they automatically get that key. That key is now associated with that platform account. Mm. And so now we start tracking data for the game, uh, uh, um, public data on the live streams for that game for the community manager. So you can see that this key went to Stu and Stu streamed 18 hours to 400 people that was worth it. That's really smart. Yeah. Community manager, you know, really can justify the ROI of these campaigns. That's super um, empowering. Um, and as a just, creator, you can just come in and get free copies of the game to show your community. Like it, like all of a sudden you have hmm. an instant, uh, you know, content. Yeah. Um, so opportunity. Well, so. that's the, you know, one of the things that I've, oh my God, my brain, my brain's exploding right now. There's the, like this. Okay. This is like in a good way, but you know, when I was growing as a content creator, when I was smaller, right? And and when I was smaller, Twitch was much, much smaller, too. Like, I started in 2013. I was, like, uh, I was, like, really close to being one of the first 100 people to make it to, like, half a million followers. Like, I was, like, that close. Um, you know, so I was around, I was around when, like, half a million followers was a big deal. Uh, you know, so, so when I was getting started, I, 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 I saw, like, all these value points that you're talking about, right? Like, I know that I'm not worth like whatever big sponsorship dollars, but like I feel like there's some places where there's enough value that think like there should be easement or there should be a simpler way of going about this because I am I am at a place, you know, with my whatever my CCV was at the time. Um, I'm at a place where I know that if I play this game, people are going to buy it like three or four people are going to buy it. And if I get a free copy yeah. and then I sell three copies for this publisher, it makes sense. You actually touched on something that we say a lot, which is, um, you know, you create, you create value at the moment. You have people regularly showing up to hear you speak about anything. Mm. If I told you that I had regular speaking events in front of 30 people, you'd probably a ask if I was a teacher. And if I wasn't, <laughs> um, you'd be pretty impressed that I like every Wednesday, 30 people show up to listen to me speak on a given subject. And there's a lot of creators at that size. So you are already are creating value at that size. It's just hard to articulate. It's hard to go to a brand and say, hey, I, you know, and by the way, to quantify, right? I mean, as a brand, yeah. it's like, okay, what's that worth to me? Um, is it worth the headache of going through a contract, getting payment information set up and all of that? So over time, we're hoping to basically provide that vehicle, that connection mm. point. So you don't have to go through the contract and worry about payment. You'll just get kind of paid automatically by it or the very least offer you a game. And then we're working with potentially hardware brands who, you know, it might be not be a game key. It might be a discount code. Mm. So you go in and if you're eligible for this deep discount of 50% off for this, you know, peripheral or whatever, 
because you're a creator of a certain size, then you get this free thing to use on your stream if you'd like. Um, and that has value, right? I mean, for yeah. the hardware company, it costs real money to give you that free object and you get an extra piece of equipment for your streaming setup. And then also they get the benefit of, of you using it. Um, so step-by-step, step, we start making small connections between brands and creators. And I think this creates more confidence in the space. And that's where I think what Pete said is dead on. I think when you have more confidence in space and you have the data to really understand, are am I getting the ROI out of investing in creators? That's when you start to see the non-endemic brands come in. You know, you start to see the people with big uh, advertising and marketing budgets come in and really invest in the space. And that's great. That's that rises the tide for all ships. You know? Yeah. Streaming creator, the streaming creator space, like in the era that you were describing mm -hmm. is it was like a black box back then, really. Like everybody, yeah. it was the Wild West. Everybody was kind of creating, you know, making up their own rate and hoping that a brand would go for it. That kind of thing where <laughs> yeah. a lot of our a, a lot of our approach now, like Stu and I talk about this all the time, is about like transparency is super, super valuable, especially as like, as this business grows, as the industry grows and we want to bring in brands and, you know, just, just eyes from outside of the sort of hardcore like niche gaming space, the more transparent, uh, streamers are about, about like what their metrics are and what their audience is. And the more brands can yeah. see that transparency and, and like trust the space, the more opportunity you're going to see mm -hmm. come in for streamers. So. I mean, we do a lot of a lot of the work we, we're doing building Rainmaker is built around that idea that yeah. like, streamers and brands should know how big the audience is and how valuable it is, because that's when real big deals start happening. Yeah, that's, you know, um, <clears throat> that was one of the benefits that I, that I wanted to talk about was that there's there is. Uh, streaming and content creation has enjoyed this like this I don't I don't know the right language for this but like this outsider status when it comes to most traditional business dealings for a long time and then everybody is like and from the creator side of the fence I was always like why does anyone want to work with me this is ridiculous the reality is is that there's like a standard operating procedure for every other industry to work with other industries right like if you're from the food industry yeah. and you need to and you need to put on an event you contact an event coordinator and the event coordinator is going to, you know, put you in contact with the people who are doing the sculptures for the event, the people who are doing the music and they're going to coordinate yeah. it for you. Right. Because you don't go directly as like the restaurant tour to like the person who's holding the wedding and you don't ask the bride and groom like, hey, uh, where do you want me to set up the tables? Like, it's just not it's not the right kind of conversation. And so um and we've been experiencing this uh, with all of the work we do in the charity space is that um, there's there. It wasn't God, I love that fucking term black box. It was a black box like it was so even the data that people were coming out, it was like encrypted into this other language like this, this like like people had just wrapped their head around views on YouTube. And they're like, I don't understand why this number that's smaller than that number is more important to me, like just because it's live. Like, what does that mean? And like, you're sitting there like, no, you don't understand because like, because it's live, that's why it matters. Um, but this education that goes on when you have, you know, things like you're making things like we're making at rare drop when you, when you're pushing the conversation out and you're normalizing and trying to figure out like, what is the language that we need to use in the gaming space to talk to other kinds of industries um, because, and I'm learning this more and more. It is almost insane how much jargon and, and like common sense understanding we've all earned. If, especially if you've been making content for like, I'd say at least like five years at that point, you like, you've been swimming in it so long. It's hard for you to even realize when you're saying stuff that normal people don't understand. And my wife yep. checks me on that all the time. Shit, like literally sometimes I'll come downstairs and I'll say a whole bunch of stuff. She'll be like, I don't understand anything that you just said. So, so like what is on that side of things? Like, what are the ways that you are approaching these conversations um, with these external brands? Like how, like what does the positioning look like on that? Is, is it, you know, gaming's hot and esports and buzzwords or is it like, <laughs> Or is it like, let's have an honest conversation about how this can be helpful for you? Because I knew for I, I mean, know I, that for a lot of people, it's still 
like you better give me a list of buzzwords or we're not having a meeting so i'm i'm like super curious yeah i mean i think in the short term there's such a like um you know a, a, a dearth of visibility that mm. anything is better than nothing they're not even looking for their buzzwords for a minute they're just like oh cool we can actually like track three things uh viewership over time and like mm. great cool um so we haven't had to do that yet however um you know as we expand i think one of the like primary goals of of how we're looking at it is how do we speak the the language of the marketing professional who has no clue what's going on mm. so that you the community manager who understands gaming who's investing in streamers who's sponsoring streamers can hand a report to your boss who may not understand it but trust you that speaks to the value in terms they already understand so what do i mean by that i mean like literally uh you can put a picture of what you spent on google ads next to a uh sorry a report of what you spent on google ads next to a report you spent on streamers and it's fairly easy to understand the return of each what you spent on each how each are measured and so you got to speak their language so and this also goes back to informing the creator yeah uh one of the things we've constantly said is Rainmaker, in a way, should eventually be an education product. Hey, creator, here's how you articulate your value in a way that Mr. Suit is going to understand. <laughs> Mr. Here's, Suit. Here's what they want to. Here's what they want to see. Um, I mean, we've got plans to, you know, potentially be able to produce a one pager. So you just have one page that says, "This is my community. This is my viewership. This is my growth." I hope we can work together. Yeah. Um, that- I mean, how hard is that to put together right now as a creator? Uh... And we could just- yeah, <laughs> it keeps me up at night. Yeah, not everybody, not everybody speaks, especially the more traditional marketers on the planet. They don't speak. They don't know what CCV is, but they know what ROI is. Mm-hmm. And that's like, that's what we're trying to get to is we're ma- trying to make it on the creator side. We're trying to make it very easy for a creator to say, this is my audience. This is how much I'm worth. I can back that up with cold, hard numbers. So there shouldn't be any, uh, there's no weirdness about it. This is, this is how much this value is worth. And the, one of the funnest parts about that conversation is that we're starting to see now that the streaming space is getting more mature and more quantifiable, we're seeing that there's like viewer for viewer, there's more value in smaller communities in a lot of cases because people are oh, more engaged. Yeah. That those numbers are uh, like to the point of being like painfully obvious. But the problem is, is that vast majority of creators that are, are worth more when they're smaller in a lot of ways, um, but there's no good mechanism for me as a brand to go engage a thousand streamers. Mm-hmm. So for me to work with a thousand streamers means that I need to go do contracts, meet every single one of them. I need to watch their streams to make sure that their brand safe for what the kind of brand I'm trying to build. Yeah, I need to meet their business managers, like get, get their payment, like all of that. Um, so there's no real easy mechanism to say, hey, I'm offering this and streamers can come take that mm-hmm. offer and participate in it. Um, there are a few attempts at it, I think, uh, around the industry. I think we're really, really, really focused on the on the data and automation part. A lot of the other attempts that we see are very agency approach. They're kind of manual. And mm. it's not that there's not a place for that. I think there absolutely is. Um, and there's, I'm not trying to say anything ill. I'm just saying that our approach to the problem, I feel, eventually is more, a little bit more automated. And, and uh, we want to build more of a product than a, than a brand agency. Well, yeah. I mean, that's the like automation comes for everything eventually right like anything any in my mind the the cycle is like anything that's like truly generatively creative right at first it's like super out there and then we we figure out a way to systematize whatever the process is that works great um and then we have that and then you get creative again on the other side of it so it's it's interesting to me because one of the things that drove me nuts again going back to when i started was like i was seeing not just my channel but like everyone's channel that was that was around my size like there was there was a smaller channel and i was seeing like you know somebody plays a game and then the next day they're playing it with all of their chat so like (laughs) <laughs> their game just came out like yep. those 50 people didn't buy that game just because like they were going to buy it already. They bought it because like they wanted to play with the broadcaster or that it's broadcaster actually, is the perfect like, you know, mirror for for how they view games. And so if they like it, I'll like it and I'll buy it. Mm-hmm. Speaking of friends uh, building cool stuff, 
um, nexus.gg actually just does exactly what you just described. Mm. I don't know if you've uh, seen what Justin Sachs is building over there in his oh. team. But Nexus allows any creator to spin up their own custom game store. And so you can list a bunch of games and when, you're, when your off. viewers come this and is cool. buy... Yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt <laughs> yeah. you. I, I, yeah. Yeah. Please, yeah. Continue. No, that's exactly the reaction I had when Justin called me and told me about his new thing. He's been at this for a couple of years and they've been building towards this eventuality. But now, I think it's just only a few months ago, it's all self-service. You can come, set up your own store, list a bunch of games in there, and then viewers can just uh, come and buy games from you to support you. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. the, and the publisher still makes the money they were supposed to get. The game developer makes the money. It links up with other game stores. So it's really like a storefront, but you can buy the game through whichever platform that you want it to for, whether that be Steam, Origin, or whatever. Yeah. Uh, it's pretty neat. Yeah, that I wish is I wish they were uh, more well known because I think it's a really cool product and I think it's going to do. It's a very, I mean, over time I can see it expanding from games. Right over time I can see you as a brand being able to offer your product through a, a, a um, you know, Professor Broman store. I can come buy a, uh, you know, whatever, and that <laughs> gives you credit. Yeah, I mean, so, like that that's that's been another like that's such a huge pain point i don't know how this is like not more well known <laughs> let's get it out there let's uh, get the no out. i'm i'm a big fan yeah no i'm i'm like uh i'm like welcome justin i'm like signing <laughs> up right i'm now, sure you'd come dude. on the podcast yeah. if you wanted to yeah <laughs> yeah i might have to ask him to, to join us as yeah. well yeah, yeah yeah um that's great that that's just that's yeah that's great so that's so, so again yeah i mean you've got You've got, I think, several ways that are currently not well monetized, and, and we're getting there. Like, we're really close, and there are a lot of people working on these problems, which is good. Um, but I think people don't realize that the actual live time is, you know, I, I think people realize this, but there's no, like, real automated way to do this. But the actual live time is valuable. You're valuable the minute you have more than 10 people coming to your stream, uh, you know, and you'll get paid according to your viewers or according to whatever, according to your engagement. But... Uh, even just having a consistency, a lot of our campaigns on uh, on Rainmaker are available to you if you've got like a, an average number that you know is pretty decent. So, um, you know, you've you're already creating value as soon as you start, you know, acquiring even the lowest amount of following. I think so. Um, and then people like Justin working on the product merchandise, product and merchandise aspect of it. There's um, obviously all the clothing companies do do print on demand. Uh, you know, like, uh, uh, well, I don't want to pick a favorite. I've got friends at all this companies, so <laughs> yeah. there's a bunch of them. Uh, yeah. But uh, yeah, anyway, so I think there's a couple of different ways to approach this. And as the products get more automated, um, I think that's the key, right? I need to be able yeah. to come as a creator or as a brand to be able to say, I, here, take my money, give it to them, and <laughs> but do it in an effective way that, that, you know, benefits me in some way and benefits them. Yeah. So. That'll take some more time, but we're we're close. We're working on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so looking, looking, let's say a little bit further into the future, uh, into into automation, into a little bit more of this kind of economy that you're trying to, or that you're helping bring about, right? This this economy of smaller scale, like increased efficacy, smaller scale, um, and then like eligibility, right? The the ability to participate in this marketplace has been impossible for the larger players, but now with this data, it's, it's being introduced. So, do you have um, do you have plans to work, you know, with any of the blockchain companies that are sort of trying to do the same thing with commoditizing attention, um, giving value uh, not just to like the broadcaster, but actually to the viewer for participating in the economy and uh, in the economy of attention and things like that. I, I'm really curious as to like your read and your mindset on that. I, yes. Okay. <laughs> if um, Not something that we developed ourselves, but there's a partnership that I'm really keen on that mm-hmm. I would like to get probably launched pretty soon by pretty soon. I mean, sometime this year. <laughs> sure. But, um, I really believe in this. I, I think that there are um, several different approaches, but my favorite is uh, Rally.io. Um, what they've done really well is they have a, and by the way, I am not a blockchain expert, <laughs> nor am I a cryptocurrency expert, but 
Um, from what my limited knowledge tells me and the mind that helped explain this at length, um, shout out to Rob Simpson, uh, but uh, rally, rally has rooted all their creator coins in a, in kind of a core coin that holds the value for everyone else. And then you as a creator coin kind of, um, you know, compete on the Forex market, you know, mm. a version of the Forex, you know, the exchange essentially for yeah, value. Yeah, yeah. But it's all rooted in a in a in a main coin that gives everybody. So you're not competing as your own cryptocurrency and your own like primary value. It's all it's all rooted in like think of it like the gold standard. There's yeah. a core there's a core coin that's kind of your gold, and then everybody else has you know multiples or. I know about this they because like, this is uh, I follow Illmind on Twitter and he has a project on Rally. I was like that sounds so familiar. Yeah 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 yeah. So you're right yeah their their approach of having like you know a core token that you launch off of that has tradable value and then you have you know your sub values attached to that it is really cool because then everybody who's participating drives value to the core i believe that rally itself is rooted on ethereum but yes. don't quote me on that it is, it yeah. is. so yeah, it is. so with that i mean you've just got a stable is you know kind of stable um thing that you wouldn't have if you're trying to do your own coin or something as a creator. So really, um, and they've got some big backers and they're really well understood. Um, and they've got some, you know, lots of smart people on the team. So, um, but if there's a way to reward viewers, you can trade on that market. There's like a bunch yeah. of cool stuff that I think is really clever. So, um, yeah, look forward to, uh, showing you what we got with that. Yeah, this is, uh, now I'm now I'm just going through to see everybody who's done. This is pretty impressive. They've got some big names on there, yeah. Um, yeah, it's pretty cool. Huh. Well. <laughs> no, uh, no, you didn't lose me. You didn't lose me. No, no, I'm not in the weeds. That's I'm just uh, thinking about all, thinking about all the different ways we could use that. Um, yeah, crypto, crypto is an incredibly exciting space. Yeah, so we have obviously there's rally. But then there's, uh, I mean, there's even streaming platforms like DLive's built off of, uh, yeah. essentially it's built off of Tron at the end of the day because it's whatever. Is it really? Yeah, Tron owns uh, BitTorrent, which owns DLive. Right. That's right. And the BitTorrent right. token is what I think that they distribute the DLive tokens on. Um, or you're rewarded in BitTorrent token for watching. Uh, and then you have... Uh, Theta, which is another project that's that's kind of designed around that whole ecosystem of attention as well. So it's really it's really interesting to see the different approaches that people are taking. I definitely like what Rally's doing when it comes to like the consumer creator side because it's more everything else is just a platform. And so it's more power that somebody else has. But what they're doing there is giving you power as a creator and as an individual, which as somebody who's been in cryptocurrency for a long time, if it's not about like smashing whatever the man has organized uh, and giving all the responsibility to the individual as a crypto project, it's just going to fail usually. Uh, so because <laughs> you lose out on a lot of people, uh, they're like, I don't understand. This isn't sticking it to anyone. So. So along with like, like, obviously, like, that's the fun. That's the the fun, like, interesting side of things. But. You know, as you're as you're growing Rainmaker, as you're kind of pushing forward as a company, what is what is kind of the big thing that you're looking to accomplish, let's say, like next? And not like not like looking for any hidden announcements, but like what's the next big value point that you're sort of seeking to like we really want to fill this need or we recognize that that this is this is someplace where we can get engaged How, yeah. with. How much do you want to share I, on that, Stu? <laughs> I don't think it deviates from our core mission. And yeah. I think this is like what we founded on. We want to create economic opportunity for creators. Mm -hmm. And I mean, obviously we're building a business, so we want to participate in that along the way. Yes. But the goal here is to build products and keep expanding different ways to connect um, creators with an income. Mm. Uh, I think primarily we believe we're best suited doing that by connecting brands and creators, even just the communication path, even if it mm -hmm. means a free game and a discount code to start. And that can, that relationship I think can expand 
in a number of different directions over time. But I don't think uh, I don't think we're going to deviate from that kind of core mission for quite some time. It's not about alerts for us. It's not mm -hmm. about a chatbot. Those chatbot. It's not about um, even the data itself. Just uh, it's really about kind of connecting. Those are all vehicles to creating a path to either supplemental or full-time income for creators. Yeah, um, get on our, yeah. Our, our Bernie Sanders vibe for a second. We want to build the middle class of streamers, really sort of democratize Man. the opportunity yeah. there. There I, you go. I shouldn't have been doing this interview. I should have had Kevin. <laughs> Kevin's like, uh, that's like a, our CEO at Rare Drop, like Kevin, Kevin also streamed for a while. Um, <laughs> Like a while. I'm like coming five, to you once again to have yeah, five you years. Creators. <laughs> yeah, right. Like he, you know, the because uh, he was, um, you know, he streamed over on Mixer for a while, and Mixer had this really, really powerful and interesting program um, that allowed people to like earn sparks and turn that into revenue. And like I knew that yeah. that was like a loss generating thing for Microsoft, but I thought <laughs> that they were they were attempting to to reinvest and prove the prove out the value of this product and then like sell against it for things um unfortunately that didn't happen yeah, i mean um but but like that yeah, I, that I, idea of bolstering up the the folks that are kind of in the middle the folks that are there every day that don't want runaway success you know that that like the size of their community and just like want to access as many opportunities to generate income that that they rightly should be able to that's it yeah i mean that's it exchange of exchange of services for value yeah you're already providing the services so let's start getting you some value out of it and that yeah. value doesn't always have to be like cash money right that value can be things that you love yeah whether that be uh you know hardware that's related to your passions whether that be games you know whatever but um yeah you should get some value out of all the hard work I mean, it is, it is, it is really, it's really cool to, to know. Excellent. Yeah. I mean, really like, honestly, like the, the heart and the mission that, that you all have to like empower the people that are already there and to, to try and get them what they need to take whatever it is this hobby is and, and like bring access to all these other tools. That's the other thing, even with the analytics, right? Um, <laughs> analytics on twitch not awesome like not the best <laughs> when you stack it up against like google ads or facebook and like and it's not and and it's not um and that's not like a knock on twitch because i understand that like twitch was built functionally from the bottom up very differently than those other platforms and so like the data analytics that i used to get were like the first time I opened up an analytics page on my YouTube channel, it like blew my fucking mind. I was like, what is all this information? And so I, I love that that part of what you're doing is you're trying to take the data that's present and turn it into something that is um, what's the right word? Legible outside of the space like you mentioned like we want the cmo yeah. to get this report and put it up next to a Google ad spend and, and make sense. So when it, I guess, to get to my question would be when it comes to taking this data, what do you, what are you discovering is, is the most effective crossover? What are the most effective ways to communicate? Because I think any, any streamer that's listening is probably thinking like, oh, wow, like this is great. But so how do I talk to these people? Like, how do I present myself I in a way that, that is going to garnered the appropriate conversation yeah i mean i don't think it's different than how um you know we talked about a digital ad spend right i mean i don't think it's different than how other video monetization gets articulated um so you know it can be as much as like viewer minutes hmm. uh time on screen things like this uh you know screen geometry um i think there's things like that that are kind of at the basic level um i think long term it's about you know how long are your viewers there, what are they watching? When do they leave? You know, what do they talk about? Not on a, not like as in Pete, the viewer, I know that Pete did all these specific things mm -hmm. as an individual more that Pete's one of my viewers. And so we can then say collectively Stu's viewers do these kinds of things without like, mm -hmm. keep it anonymous. We're not one of our big, I think internal, uh, pillars is that we don't want to ever build anything creepy. Um, you know, a lot of like 
a lot of monetization technology is usually very targeted and we mm -hmm. want to try to stay as much around we're doing content targeting, not individual targeting. Right. You know, and you browse the, like, we don't want you to ever search a vacuum on Amazon and then the next stream you're watching, see a vacuum come up and advertise on stream right, or right. something like that. To us, it's more about like, I know that your channel is mostly about this. I also know that these 10 brown, uh, brands love stuff like that. So they're, you know, anyway, and so through data, you can then con target the content, the type of people that would watch that content, mm. but not necessarily any one individual. So, um, yeah. What is your, yeah, I think you, you muted. That's right. There was a barking dog in the background. Oh, okay. Uh, being able to, being able to provide those things. That's, um, I think it's always important to remember that that works in both directions too. So like being able to provide all that data also incentivizes more brands to come into the space and brands that are already trying the space to spend more money, right? The more, mm. this all just goes back to the transparency thing. If we, if we can get more tactical with the way that brands spend money and who they spend money on and, you know, sort of rank up the likelihood that they're going to have an effective campaign. Yeah. That's just better for the space in general. And it and creates more opportunity for more creators to earn more money on a more regular basis. Yeah. Um, so, so when it comes to, when it comes to earning more money, when it comes on like a more consistent basis, you know, what is the, what is the, what, what is like the dream? What's the right way to say this? What's like your dream client? What's like the dream streamer? You're like, this is the person that we're trying to help. Like they, they fall into like this pocket of, of individuals. I know you, like you, you mentioned, uh, yeah, I know you mentioned middle-class, but like, uh, but, uh, like, you know, but like legitimately. So for people who are listening, like, yeah, tell them like, who are they? Sure. Somebody who streams consistently. Mm. I think he's one 50 to 150 viewers, uh, runs their channel professionally. I think has the, you know, the right graphics in place, mm. has a bot that's doing the basics of their schedule and everything like that. Um, they stick to that schedule. Um, I don't know that it's any particular game or, or type of content. You could be a, you know, talk show, creative stream, game streamer, variety streamer, you know, whatever it is. Um, but I think it's, it is a level of kind of taking it seriously. Mm. Um, not so much that you have to quit your job and like do like, you know, eight hours a day or anything like that. But yeah. when you do do it, you're organized about it. I think that's the biggest thing that differentiates successful streamers that are able to make an income doing this. The ones that aren't, most of them at least get semi-organized around what they're trying to accomplish. And so, you know, whether they do it themselves or they have a friend who does the graphics and has another mm. friend who helps them get, you know, mod and whatnot. But the people that get organized, I think about what their intent is, you know, where am I trying to go? You know, you don't have to want to be the next, you know, top streamer on Twitch. Yeah. But are you trying to be somebody who streams three days a week and actually, you know, continues to enjoy it and foster conversation in chat and to have intention around that and to try to always be working towards that goal. I think when you're switching gears all the time and you don't get the tool, you know, you don't set the, you know, right things up, I think is where, um, if you don't know where you're going, it's going to be an awfully long drive. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Imagine, imagine a world where we could, you know, imagine we have the second place where a streamer in that, in that sweet spot that Sue just described of like, you know, 50 to a hundred to 200 viewers on a regular basis who like absolutely diehard loves sneakers and like mm. wants to talk about sneakers a lot. Somebody at that size is just like, not visible enough given like the current existing tools for like yeah. a giant sneaker brand to come. But what if we created an ecosystem where Adidas could come out of nowhere and, you know, have access to a tool where they could say, we would love to work with like tiny, you know, a hundred tiny sneaker creators on a regular basis yeah, and, you know, send them product and pay them a meaningful amount for how big their audience is. That's, that is, I mean, you asked us what our dream is. That kind of thing is my, is my dream for Rainmaker is to be like, this creator really cares about this thing. And just because they're small doesn't mean that they can't play with big fishes in, in terms of brands. Absolutely. And that's something, you know, you both, you both mentioned something there that I think is like so key, right? Like you're organized and professional about it, regardless of what it is you're approaching it as a job. Right. So, and then, yeah. and then following that, right. 
this isn't like only because the data says it works. There are people who consistently get that viewership that probably beat the living shit out of top broadcasters for entertainment value, hands down. We all, and anyone who's been in the industry for a long time, knows that shit is fucking true. Like, we have all tuned in to, like, somebody who's streaming, they got, like, 100 viewers, and you're like, who the fuck is this? This is perfection. Like, uh, the first time I tuned into Salty Bets, this is, like, a deep cut on Twitch. It's, like, this automated Mugen fighting tournament that runs 24-7. You can fucking bet. They add characters all the time. It is, like, broken as hell. Like, matchups don't usually work. There's, like, these <laughs> mythically broken fighters that, like, people can't... Like, it's this whole eco... I couldn't believe it. And it's just there on Twitch every day, idling, like, around 300 viewers. And it is amazing. You know, we, like, uh, there's... I, there, uh, yeah. I tuned into the first stream of Toasty mm. uh, earlier this year, and I was like... I, it was just funny, because it reminded me of Space Ghost Toast to Coast. Yeah. Or, like, something like that. He, like, it's just... This guy's, like... This guy's uh, puppeteering uh, with, like, face rig, a piece of toast behind a desk doing an interview. And he's got, like, a guest chair and a whole bunch of other stuff and all these overproduced effects to do all these things. And I'm just watching this. And there were, like, 200 viewers. I mean, and it climbed pretty fast yeah. after, like, the, that show. But, like, I just remember I was, like, dying laughing, wondering who's this guy who has clearly enough experience to do all these high-end production maneuvers but it's really just getting started and um, it's really entertaining. But um, yeah, it reminded me of those old Cartoon Network like talk shows that they used to do, like Space Coast, Coast to Coast, and Brax and stuff I like that. I loved Brax. Yeah. I lime-wired all of his funny music. You're muted. Oh, Pete. no. The, the three of us, uh, I think the three of us all have, I mean, probably everybody listening to this has like some streamer that they stumbled upon where they were like, why is this person not way bigger than they are? Yeah. And mm. and I'm going to harp on it cuz it's like the thing that I'm that's that uh that I I'm supposed to be thinking about all day but like I would love we we want to be able to ha let brands just like tunnel in and find those people and have access to working with them. Mm -hmm. That's what we want to do. Yeah. And that's and that's the thing, right? Like so it's not just a data analytics decision. Adidas or whoever it is that's coming in that wants to work with 100 creators like they're going to get <laughs> They get so much fucking value out of that. So you have a hundred people making yeah. unique pieces of content all according to their style, which is going to be incredibly varied because it's a hundred people and all sorts of different people like sneakers. And that gives them content that they can then reuse anywhere else for marketing or whatever. So it it is. And then again, you're getting access to this like creative pool of people that are trying to figure out how to break through the ceiling on, especially on Twitch. Like, you got to be creative. There has to be something of you're either so fucking good. It's unreal. Or you're, you have this approach of production of production value or energy or something that people haven't seen before. And most of that stuff is coming out of that, like, you know, that kind of size so, of creator right now. I actually, you know, there's part of what you said that maybe you didn't intend it the way mm. that I interpreted it, but, um, it's part of what you said about like having to like break through or be like seen amongst mm -hmm. all the other content that you have to be at a certain level. I mean, I think all three of us have a friend group, right? Yeah. And no one else having those same friends or other friends has prevented you from having as many friends as you have. That's true. Yeah. So like my point is, is like in mm. a small community vibe, you really like, I mean, think about how tight knit that first 20 viewers, 20 to 50 viewers is. Oh yeah. Like, like you don't have to like yes it's hard to be seen for the first mm -hmm. time like to meet new friends just like it's hard to meet new friends yeah, as an adult, friends. i think without school and all that but like point is is that i think it's not necessarily about being better than say at production and say a toasty or being better at yeah. you know whatever um i think it is about finding a circle of people that really like the same things you do that like to hear um information and think the same way you do and like really kind of start to collect and that's usually like some sort of weird katamari ball over the years like you start to meet more like more people that are into the same stuff that you are yeah i think similarly on twitch um you know the community goes oh if you like that kind of stream you should come check out this other person i've been watching lately mm -hmm. and so on and so forth but i think that uh 
it's not yeah i think being consistent i mean anything worth doing is worth doing right right yeah um but i do think that it's also about you know just if you if you're yourself uh, like authentically you and not trying too hard to be anything else that that kind of realness is very attractive you're not wrong on all levels yeah you know, to really just be like, oh man, this person's human. This is cool. I'm going to sit and chill for a while. I like, one of the things I love is like all the streams with people who, um, there's a lot of streamers that'll sit with their keyboard and like <laughs> just take song requests and do stuff like that. And one of the things I love about it is like, it's so humanizing to watch a live performance at home because they, they screw it up or they're like, oh, I've never played this song before. Let's give it a shot. And it's like, it's so humanizing that I actually end up hanging out and in some cases listening to terrible music, but I like the person so much, I'm going to do it. So like, mm. it's like, those real moments is, you know, it's, it's, it is important to take things, um, to get better at your craft. Mm. But I think more than anything, live video affords us that kind of authentic, real connection that you don't get out of produced YouTube videos. hundred you know, percent. You don't get out of jump cuts and all that BS. Like you, like, you know, it's, it's a real moment every, every, every second that passes on it. So lean into that. I guess is my point. Oh, totally. The auth I mean, authenticity is what makes it on Twitch. You know, that's the people that come anywhere. back to my channel. Yeah, anywhere, <laughs> really. Anywhere. Yeah. yeah, literally yeah. anywhere. Uh, yeah, the more yeah. you... <laughs> it's really true. Just like, it's, it's incredible how... <laughs> it's incredible how much just knowing yourself and knowing how you actually feel about things, not just like how other people feel, how you authentically think about stuff and bringing that to the table in any conversation, it, yeah. it always, it's always valuable. It's crazy. It sounds stupid. It sounds like, you know, like new age black magic, think, yeah, but it's I, completely true. I think the word authentic starts to sound stupid when people are overusing it in yeah. brand meetings. Um, but like in, <laughs> in the sense of talking about, no, in the sense of talking about human relationships, yes. I think there are very few things as important as to being like you. Don't try to be this overhyped, overproduced, posturing type person who's going to like try to put on an airs. Like, like that's where the magic happens. And live is such a cool extension of that um, mm -hmm. normal human behavior. <laughs> but, yeah. you know, now you're like connecting over miles and it's real. It's fun. Your your insight is absolutely incredible, uh, Stu. I really I really appreciate how uh, I appreciate how thoughtful you are, both of you as well uh, about the space because you can tell you can you can tell you. how much you think about it and you can tell you know, that you've considered all of the things and like these are the things that you see and that you know that you're you you like right like and that I don't know it means a lot it, your perspectives are incredible the things that you're yeah. the things that you're building are fantastic um and and the again like uh for me being able to hear the heart behind what everyone's trying to develop and, and how they do truly view, you know, in this situation, like the people they're trying to assist. So in this way, it's the content creators, right. Um, with so much like dignity and respect and focus, really trying to push the conversation forward. Uh, even if that means like, you're going to have to figure out how to build it while you're in flight. Uh, I think that that's, I, I think it's incredible. So you know, thank you for taking some time to join me today. I, it means a lot. Thank uh, you for having us. Yeah, it, yeah. it's it's uh, this has been a great conversation. So on my way out, I like to let my guests just sort of uh, take over the show, and uh, it's pitch time for you. So anything that uh, we could let Stu go first, um, but anything y'all <laughs> want to talk about or, or promote, um, I might have some ideas. But uh, you know, you can. Uh, this is now the the floor is yours. It's uh, your time. Sure. I think uh, I always say that you should use whatever tools out there that you feel will make you successful. But if you're interested in what we've built, you can find us at lightstream.gg or rainmaker.gg. Uh, and if you have questions before you dive in, uh, you can find us at discord.gg slash lightstream. Uh, our whole team is in there. Our whole team is uh, usually gamers uh, in some way, shape or form, uh, you know, board video or otherwise, but uh you know, jump in there, ask questions, and happy to answer anything uh, you need. But um, I hope uh, some of what we had to say today was helpful to, to somebody that was watching. So thanks for having us. Um, Pete? Yeah. Well, Stu and I work all day on the same thing, so he covered most of me. But if you're, <laughs> a, if you're a publisher or a dev or an agency and you want to, uh, you want to get connected, um, yeah, reach out. I'm uh, Pete at rainmaker.gg, and uh, 
if you're a marketing director at Adidas and you want to work with several hundred streamers, uh, you can get me at, yeah, at rainmaker.gg, hit me up. That's, <laughs> I love it. I hope that happens. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, thank you so much for listening today. Thank you again uh, to my guests for joining us. Uh, like always, if you want to rate or subscribe to the podcast, that's awesome. But we do this because we want to share information. So if you thought of somebody while you were listening to this podcast, if something was mentioned that made you think of someone else, if you could do me the great honor of just sending it along to them, I would deeply appreciate it. Uh, so from all of us here at, uh, on the podcast today, thank you so much for tuning in, and we'll talk to you next time. Goodbye, everybody. And almost. That's right, chat. This is the, this is the going out. You can't see us, but we're leaving. <laughs>